0: Hello, hello, FA Nation. Welcome back. Dan Malin, Mike Alexander. This is the Two Minute Drill, recapping all the happenings from Week 7 of the NFL and Fantasy Football season. Mike, how are you doing on this Monday night?
1: Not too bad, Dan. You know, I had the thrill of getting to sweat a, uh, a 197 in DFS double-ups last night with that Seattle-Arizona game going into overtime after ridiculous scoring throughout the day. Uh, so that, that was nice and stressful.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was a crazy week in the DFS landscape, like money lines were elevated uh, by far, a lot of scoring, uh, but we will kick it off this week. Uh, we have more and more injuries, 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 injuries. Uh, the NFL and fantasy football community has lost Odell Beckham Jr., uh, I think it's his second career torn ACL, so that absolutely sucks. He's done for the year with the Browns. Uh, Debo Samuel uh, got hurt I think his was a hamstring injury so depending on the human body is different for everybody uh, especially the timetable for return Uh, if he's dealing with a hamstring that's probably one maybe two games great for Brandon Ayuk Uh, Chris Carson left with a foot injury Kenyon Drake left with an ankle injury and uh, an MRI showed that he does have some slight ligament damage he's going to miss a few games that's huge huge for Chase Edmonds you know, like what do we make of these injuries regarding Odell? Do you think Rashard Higgins is worth a grab or do we want to, or do we maybe see more two tight end sets from Cleveland?
1: So uh it's, it'll be interesting to see what Cleveland does. Uh, you know, Landry typically is kind of a slot man, but I feel like his time in Cleveland has, he's come out of that shell more. they've realized he's a good athlete, he can play the outside a little bit. I'd have to look you can up also play person. quarterback. Yeah. You can also play <laughs> football. exactly. Um, But Higgins is like pure slot material. That's all he can play. And then there's Donovan Peoples-Jones, the rookie. Uh, He's a better athlete. So I feel like if he manages to get it going, that he benefits the most. He could be the most natural transition. Um, So he'd be the guy I'd target. You know, Rashard Higgins is like 10-point floor maybe on a good week with a Mm -hmm. very small ceiling. He's not going to score a lot of touchdowns.
0: Do you think that we could, because everyone knows that Jarvis Landry is playing through a broken rib right now. Do you think that we could see better results from him and maybe more involvement in the passing game? Once, you know, the rib is healed. I think they have one more game and then their bye weeks coming up as well. Uh, So maybe by week 10, could we see Landry involved a little bit more and getting more work and being a better value in PPR formats?
1: For sure. And, you know, you can't forget that that he had that hip surgery in the off season, and that seemed to bother him in the early going of this year. Uh, so, you know, muscles are getting stronger. They're fighting through fatigue, all these little muscles in that area. Uh, he's if he gets right, we could see the heyday of, of Landry back when he was in Miami and everything just went to him. That that would be a really nice uh, thing to have for a change.
0: All right. I mentioned uh, Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds briefly. I want to touch on them a little bit more, but we will segue to the Arizona Cardinals Seattle Seahawks shootout of a Sunday night football game. Huge yeah. night for Tyler Lockett: fifteen of twenty targets for two hundred yards and three touchdowns. Uh, pretty quiet night for DK Metcalf. I guess the highlight of his night was basically uh, tracking down a <laughs> who, who was it? Buddha Baker that had the. Yeah, yeah, I mean, ran him down, and that's that's no no easy player to really track down. And no,
1: yeah, yeah. Baker runs 4 four four five. <laughs> right. Yeah. <you know, laughs>
0: you know? DK had a touchdown called back. Uh, yeah. Pretty disappointing game for him fantasy wise, but obviously huge night for Tyler Lockett. He was in my core lineup for my three builds on DraftKings. I will gladly take the fifty six points. Uh, what was your big takeaway from that game?
1: Uh, the the Cardinals are content to let uh or patrick just get destroyed out of the slot and not help him out really you know they i guess you kind of have to pick your poison against the seahawks is tyler lockett gonna do it or is dk metcalf but like when the guy scored two touchdowns against his matchup you kind of have to stop and say okay
0: this isn't working
1: yeah let's bracket with a safety we got to help him out here lockett is obviously a very good player he's getting loose how can we how can we shore this up um but, you know, then then maybe you get killed by DK Metcalf, and they won the game. Kind of, you know, I, I guess the refs can't say the refs helped them, you know, getting that penalty and, and being able to score the touchdown they needed to be able to kick the tying field goal. Um, But, yeah, on on the running back front, so Chase Edmonds, yeah, looks very good. We had this happen last year, though. Drake wasn't there, but it was when David Johnson went down. Everybody was waiting on Edmonds. Then Edmonds gets, you know, put into the limelight and really disappointed. So, you know, obviously there's not a correlation there, but it's just, it's interesting. It happened last year and and he wasn't able to capitalize. Um, I'm going to be very curious to see what the roles look like because they've got a nice rookie, Eno Benjamin, who can do a lot of the things Chase Edmonds does uh, and he can't do the things Chase Edmonds does running the ball. So he's, you know, he's a pass catching back. He's a satellite back, uh, you know, very, very elusive. So it's almost like maybe Edmonds goes into the Drake role and Benjamin goes into the Edmonds role. And, like, Edmonds has been the role we've wanted. So um, we'll just have to see how that passing work breaks down. But, uh, you know, Edmonds is snatched up. If he isn't, he's going to be a high priority. So maybe maybe prioritize Eno Benjamin as kind of like um, a PPR punt there.
0: All right. How are we feeling about Tampa Bay this week? News broke last week. Everyone knows about it. Antonio Brown is going to be signing with Tampa Bay Uh, I think he still has to serve another week's worth of a suspension. Uh, I think it's the first eight weeks that he had to sit out. Um, It looked like Ronald Jones had the job, but now it looks like Leonard Fournette could cut into his workload. Mike Evans has just 12 catches when Chris Godwin plays and you know what happens to all of this when Antonio Brown gets mixed in because Rob Gronkowski seems to seems to have gotten his own little preseason out of the way he's looking a lot better sure there are times when he's really sluggish and slow he comes up limping but that's just who he is you know he's dealt with injuries his entire career but he's got back to back games with touchdowns what are we making of this Tampa Bay offense.
1: Uh, yeah, Mike Evans basically, I think, is being paid the most attention. Uh, and, you know, Godwin out of the slot is good enough to to kind of shred defenses. You know, that's kind of what we just talked about with Lockett. Like, you know, pick your poison a, a, again. And, um, you know, the outside is a little bit more of a dangerous passing tree than, than the underneath. So um, maybe that's where you want to get beat. And then when, when Antonio Brown gets mixed in, Normally, I'm pretty skeptical, especially of guys that haven't had the preseason, haven't been on the team, you know, don't have a role, don't know the playbook. But we saw him go to New England with Tom Brady, and Tom Brady just only had eyes for Antonio Brown. Everything was going his way, knew how good Antonio Brown was. Yeah, on it was the only
0: football. one game, but he caught a touchdown.
1: Yeah, caught a touchdown, was just, you know, running outs and curls and everything was just right to him. And, and you know. I think it was a game they really didn't need to keep their foot on the pedal either. I think it was against, the
0: it was against Miami yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it was like, Oh, first drive touchdown. You know, we made a great signing here. Um, the question is just like, you know, uh, I, I had a running thread with, with one of the, uh, uh, somebody on Twitter where it was like, Antonio Brown would come back. And then I, he would post a GIF like, see, and I would post another GIF like, yeah, but then he just did this and now he's cut again. And, <laughs> it's just a drama that you can't see it resolving. The, the guy is just too far gone. I think you know it'd be great if it if it did, but he also has legal troubles and yeah. I'm I'm not going to be the guy to fight anyone for Antonio Brown. He's going to be useful for as long as he's in a uniform, but we don't know how long that's going to be. Do you? Uh, think and then the running backs, it's... just real quick. Uh, you know, Leonard Fournette seems to be the guy who's going to do the third down work. They like Ronald Jones in the early going. That usually will mean that, you know, in a game they get ahead, you can expect good things from Rojo. A game they get behind, you're going to have some, you know, struggles from Rojo. Even though yesterday they were leading, but uh, he needed to save his day with a touchdown, you know, who knows how it's going to play out. There's a lot of mouths to feed.
0: All right. Two quick questions. One is Mike Evans no longer one of those start your studs guys? Because I have, con- I lack confidence in him starting him when I know that Chris Godwin was active. Is he. Is he benchable right now, despite the fact that he's a stud and you used like you know heavy draft capital on him?
1: I'm gonna say no. And the reason being when Mike Evans goes off, it's just he goes off. you know it's the kind of day you can't afford to have on your bench. you, you know you just would never be able to live with yourself. you're gonna you're gonna have some of these weeks where it's you know uh, just a couple catches, just minimal yardage, no touchdowns. but uh, I think that offense as a whole is going to get pretty good here. You got to remember Evans and Godwin haven't really played together much. They've both been hurt. Antonio Brown gets added into the mix. Yes, it kind of spreads things out, but uh, you know they, they they've been an up and down team the Bucks. So now that they've got uh, a little more stability perhaps and and Brady can build some chemistry with these guys, uh, good things could happen.
0: Do you think Antonio Brown can be a wide receiver, a top twenty-four wide receiver rest of season once he once he gets in?
1: Yeah, easily. Uh, Brady, I'm anticipating him doing the same thing and looking his way because there's a reason Antonio Brown is in Tampa. It's because of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, Brady wanted him in New England. He got forced out. That might have been one of the reasons that the the strife kind of was created. Uh, or got to the breaking point with that whole uh, management and and Tom Brady. But, you know, I think he's going to do the same thing here. As long as Antonio Brown is in a uniform, expect good things on the football field, bad things Uh, off it.
0: We'll pivot to another stud wideout. Uh, Everything is just running through Devontae Adams right now in Green Bay. Uh, Heavily concentrated on him. Is he potentially uh, wide receiver one rest of season? Obviously, you know, you could get a ton if you tried selling really high on him right now. I don't know why you would. If you have Devontae Adams, you're probably sitting pretty at 4-2 and or 5-1 and or 6-0 and in your fantasy league. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. What are your thoughts on Green Bay in this offense? And uh, are we possibly seeing uh, Aaron Jones maybe getting slightly demoted? Could we see Jamal Williams get a little bit more work? It, it seems like every year Aaron Jones is missing like two or three games, something along those lines.
1: Right. Durability that, is a concern. Yeah. Well, and I think it's the medical staff there that's the hardest thing because, you know, early week reports were a very mild calf injury and they just shut him down. You know, I'm sure he said he wanted, uh, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to sit over a very mild calf injury, but you know, they were playing Houston. They, they probably thought, you know, we've got this team's number. Uh, we've got a capable backup with, with Jamal Williams. And if we need him, AJ Dillon, rookie hammer that they didn't really need. So, um, I'm not worried about Jones. It's always going to be him and Jamal Williams, as long as they're on the same team. Who's the guy this week that, that kind of ate into the other one's work, stole a touchdown, whatever it might be. Um, but, yeah, Devontae Adams, It's it's you've got a superior wide receiver getting an insanely concentrated target volume and, and share of the offense. You know, uh, Valdez Scantling... Not really doing it. You know, they don't really have a good wide receiver three after losing Alan Lazard. So it's just we're going to throw to Devontae Adams. And as long as it's not a top three cornerback, you're not going to slow him down. Um, And Rogers having a resurgence as well. So, yeah, I I would not sell Adams for anything. He's, unless he gets injured, pretty clearly going to be the wide receiver one. You know, Michael, unhappy, leg issues. Tyreek Hill. You know, uh, it's been a pretty pedestrian year for Ty- Tyreek Hill. Kind of, Casey hasn't had to get going too much outside of the Raiders game where yeah, they're on cruise control like every week. Yeah. So it, it's been a very weird, you know, if you have, I think you yourself have quite a few uh, stacks and, and shares of the the Chiefs offense where like yep. this is not what you were hoping for. Not happy. Not it's at it's all. a little
0: surprising too because like Tyreek Hill, it's almost like he's consistently getting six targets. Yeah. And you're yeah, expecting he was more. scoring
1: touchdowns, but it's just, you know, not right. a huge yardage. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, we
0: running out of time, so we'll kind of power our way through these next few topics. Uh, talking about the rookie quarterbacks, this is some of the best play we've seen from rookie quarterbacks in recent memory with Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Herbert is just seems to be locked in as a top 12 quarterback every week. Joe Burrow's had some really good games. I want to say in like five of six games this year or something, he's thrown for at least 300 yards. Is he coming around? I mean, he's got weapons with Tyler Boyd. Uh, T Higgins, even AJ green has come on strong a little bit lately. You know, are we expecting is, is
1: Joe burrow top 15 quarterback rest of season? I think so. Reason for it is that defense can't stop anybody. He's going to get pulled into shootouts. The only time you worry about him is against an elite defense. That's going to, you know, pick him off, going to sack him, make him, you know, give him some rookie mistake moments. They will happen, but, uh, you're pretty happy, I think, if you have Burrow anywhere. And then Herbert, uh, it's funny to say, like he maybe had his worst game last week, and he scored forty DraftKings points. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, like if that if that is how your you know your 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 tough day goes, then sign me up, man. Yeah, you know, the ball flies out of his hand beautifully. He runs. I guess there's a little concern on my end if he keeps running the way he is, that he could expose himself to some injury, but. Yeah, if you were able to, to snag some some Herbert and you needed a quarterback, uh, you're pretty pretty thrilled. What can we
0: expect from Tua? He's making his first start this week. You know, the news broke last week that he would get the start. So, you know, he had the bye week, and he's getting a full week to prep. You know, what are we expecting? Could, could he contribute to this rookie quarterback revolution as well?
1: Certainly. Uh, I think my concern with Tua is a lot of his value is probably tied to his legs, and they may kind of— put some training wheels on them and say, look, we just don't want you running. Not with the hip, not this early. Uh, just focus on the passing tree. Um, if you do tuck it, get that slide really quick. Get to the sideline as soon as you can. Do not get hit. Um, and it's, it's interesting that they're having so much success in Miami, but, like, Fitzpatrick's numbers have been good fantasy-wise, but they're not, you know, if you stack them up against the better quarterbacks, they're kind of pedestrian. So without someone like, the touchdowns and things like that, uh, Tua could have similar numbers and just not similar production. Um, it will be interesting to see who he locks onto out of Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, and Mike Kosicki, because Devontae Parker was who Fitzpatrick uh, only had eyes for, but the other two are certainly capable. So,
0: All right, moving on. Uh, Deontay Johnson returned this week after a slew of injuries. I think he's had like a knee, back... Yeah. Neck-to. Like, he's had it all. Uh, but he comes back and he scores a pair of touchdowns, caught 9 of 15 targets for 80 yards. You know, in fantasy, we're only really looking for the bottom line numbers and and 9 receptions, 80 yards, 2 touchdowns. That's a good day. I'm of the mindset, though, that he's not, like, very efficient, it's uh, still great. Still, You know, we can't say no to the 15 targets, but 80 yards on 15 targets kind of stands out to me as just not very good. But I'll stick my foot in my mouth because he caught two touchdown passes. But, you know, can we expect this going forward from Deontay Johnson? Will they still mix in Chase Claypool when Johnson's healthy?
1: I, I think you can expect similar uh, target production from Deontay Johnson. He seems to be Roethlisberger's primary guy that he wants to look to you know this this was what made antonio brown so great because every time big ben needed to play the ball you knew where it was going antonio brown uh, he got it to him deep he got it to him to the sideline let the guy use his natural playmaking ability his athleticism and that's what, kind of what deontay johnson is you know juju i don't know what's up with juju he's he's just not who he used to be maybe he needs that compliment um, of a guy like a B or, or I mean he had 14
0: targets as well, which was nice because he had been doing nothing previously. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, it was definitely his best, best week of the year. Um, but you know, you still haven't like had that. We, we thought he was going to be what Antonio Brown was uh, last year and, and maybe this year with Ben big Ben back, but he hasn't been. And Claypool, you know, he's going to kind of be like the, the big play guy, but you can't depend on that. James Washington was the odd man out and that probably continues.
0: All right. Well, what are you looking forward to in week eight?
1: So, one team we did uh, t- touch on was the Bengals. They are hosting the Tennessee Titans, who have turned into an offensive juggernaut because their defense is also really bad. They just don't stop anybody. They can be ran on, they can be thrown on. Um, you know, I would anticipate Derrick Henry probably feasting on the Bengals defense carcass. A.J. Brown, you know, probably gets his. And then the Bengals are going to have to come roaring back. The Titans have the defense to let them back into the game. Uh, I think that's a great game stack. It's probably going to be a pretty high total. Could could still smash the over.
0: All right, really good stuff, Mike. Thank you so much for your time. Best of luck to you in Week 8, and best of luck to the FA Nation.